Now, we're going to be talking about Juice World's new album. And basically, we're going to get into the new album. But also, I'm going to touch on some other things. How I feel about his uh, sales projection. Well, not sales projection. His sales. It was confirmed. And him being having the highest number one debut of like a post-hummus album, I believe. But first, let's get into the just strictly the music. So, from a music standpoint, my favorite song, as you heard at the beginning of the podcast, is Life's a Mess. And that song is really good because I like the way that him and Hazley like, plays off each other and throughout the song. And they really have some good songs together. I think they have like two or three songs together. But Life's a Mess is, is really a good song because it has a good message. And also, um, it's just like the way they bounced off each other and, and played off each other like throughout the whole song is, is really good and uh, what do I want to get into oh yeah okay so for this for, for the songs I have usually I go with three songs to try to give you a little taste of the album for, but for this one I picked four just because I really like this album um, I'm going to play the first one right now this is like the first song off the album after the intro so let's get into it right now it's a little snippet just to give you a little taste of how the album starts out. Well, not starts out, but how the first song sounds on the album. As you can hear, that was the first song off the album. One of my favorite songs, not my favorite, but it's towards the top. I like, I just like it because it, it kind of sets the tone. My favorite album from Juice is uh, is the one before he passed away called Death Race for Love. I love the album cover, the start of the, start of the album. Everything about the album is just really good. Um, a lot of people like... I've just realized that a lot of people listen to Juice World to like cry or whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know if y'all heard that. That was my that was my calendar popping up. Anyways, popping up again. Oh, so it's trying to take over the whole podcast. But anyways, basically, I really like Death Race for Love just because of the goodness. It's gonna keep coming up. My computer trying to take over the podcast. But anyways, I really like the album because I forgot what I was saying. Oh, Death Race for Love because like it's, it's just like a, a really good album. Like it's kind of like not free going. I don't know the word for it, but it, it, it's just like it, it's a really like just free flowing album. Like from song to song, it's different topics. Some of them about love, some of them about just getting money, and some of them about just, you know, stuff. I mean, just the, the, the three to four topics that every rapper's touch on. It's just, it has all that in there. Plus, the album cover's really cool. Plus, he came with a unique sound. Kind of like a, not the, like, I want to say Juice World's the black, like, Post Malone, but he's kind of like a mix between Post Malone and Drake. I don't know. People may be mad at that, my uh, comparisons with 
produce, but I mean, that's what I think of him as because the way he switches up the genre and then also the way he raps is just really well. He raps really well and he freestyles really good. So let's get into the other song I really liked off the, off the album. This one was featuring Polo G and uh, it was another guy's name. Let me try not to want to mess up his name. Let me go look at it. And the kid, the kid, the rope. That's that's a hard name. I personally think he an industry player. I'm like, how do you get? Not only does he have a feature, like not only does he have a song featuring Juice World, but he's featured on this album. So it just makes me think, like, like who is his label? Like who? Like, you know, I'd be thinking people just industry plants out here because sometimes, like. Be, because you only hear what the, the labels want you to hear. That's why people talk about, that's why everybody talks about how being independent is harder than being signed to a major label because you get pushed, major label pushes your music and being independent, you have to do everything on yourself because it's so it's harder. But we're gonna get into that. We're gonna, we're definitely gonna get into that specifically with Juice World. But yeah, let's get into the part where Juice Wells kind of ending off the hook and then the kid Leroy comes in. Because I really like his, even though I called him an industry plant, I still like this verse. So let's get into that right now. I don't know if y'all heard me drink it, drink my tea, but anyways, yeah, that song is really good. Uh, the, the kid Leroy, I think the way that he's been pushed has me a little skeptical about like just listening to his music as a whole, as a whole, because I'm just like, how does he like was him and Juice friends before this? Like, how did that relationship? I don't think it was really explained. I seen a video of him. And Juice making the song that he put that he released with featuring Juice World called called Go, which that's a I don't know that's a, a solid song. It's, it's not better than the Hate the Other Side, but it, it, it's still Juice has a verse on it. So like on on Hate the Other Side, Juice is just he just has a a, a hook. Oh, I don't know. Look, gotta look. I'm really on this man's page. Let me look. I'm trying to find his. He don't want to show me the credits. Huh? He signed to Columbia Records, Sony. Columbia Records, Sony. This is this type of stuff that I get into. Like I like just looking up what record labels the, the artists are signed to, because that makes sense about why they collab with each other. Because they could just be cool, but most times, most times they're on the same label. Like artists aren't just cool because they're cool. Like most of these artists don't like each other. If you don't know that, but so that's why, like QC for example. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get into QC. 
Grade A Productions, Interscope. So Juice was on Interscope. So so they must have a must have like a friendly relationship for them for him to be on Juice's album and them not to be on the same label. Or they probably have connections with Juice somehow. But yeah, that's pretty cool to see. I don't, I don't know how that happened, but whatever. The song's really good. I liked it. Polo G th- did his thing, but I didn't really want to play his verse because, I mean, it wasn't really too much. If you heard one, if you heard one Polo G verse, you've heard them all. But anyways, Polo G fans going to get mad at me for that one. But uh, getting into Man of the Year, this is one of the songs where Juice switches up the genre a little bit and kind of gets into why I believe he, he's one of the best, not best, but like, He's one of the, the greater new generation art. He was one of the greater new generation artists before he passed because he was just so versatile. And just the way he made music was different from other other rappers. Like, they just stood... They just stayed in the lane, basically. Like, there's nothing wrong with staying in your lane. Sometimes, like, you have to venture out. And so, this is this is definitely Juice World venturing out. So, we're going to listen to... Man of the Year right here, which I believe is the last album, last song on this album before his outro. Here we go. And listen to it. Right. So as you can tell. He helped his breakthrough now to play. <laughs> now that that album was really good. If you listen to the whole song, like it just it switches up. You would think it's a whole like a pop. It may be a rock song. Maybe I think it's a rock song. But that's what I'm just saying with Juice World, like he could switch up the genre and still make a good song. And it's really because he's a student of the game. Like when he was doing interviews and stuff. And I was listening to people who interviewed him talk about how he um was how he was acting behind the scenes or just talking behind the scenes and they would just get more get to know juice a little bit more before the interview he would talk about how all the og rappers he used to listen to which is why he freestyle freestyle so well because he took a liking to how they freestyled in the past and really tried to build his craft around that so that's why he always that's why he put that one hour freestyle out on uh, i think it was Westworld. If you just look up Juice World one hour freestyle, it'll pop up. But I think it was on Westworld. But that's why he can go for that. And that's why he can do that unlike other artists, be- other new artists, because that's just something he grew up on. And he took the time out to study the game, which I think is why he was one of the best to come out for the new generation. But let's get into the last song I picked out of this album, which is called Come and Go. This is. This was almost my favorite. Besides Life's a Mess. And it's it's because it's funny because they're like right next to each other on the album. But Come and Go with Marshmallow, I think was a, a single right before the album came out. So it wasn't really a single. It was just something they put out to build in anticipation even more. But yeah, this is one of the This is one of those songs where he also ventured out and just did his own thing. And with Marshmallow. I don't know what enticed him to work with Juice, but I think they made a good pairing because they had this song and then they had, and they had Hate the Marshmallow made or helped with production on Hate the Other Side too. So they they could make a rap song and they could make this type of song. So let's get into that right. Now. If I can 
I can pull it up. Oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. All right, let's listen to Come and Go with Juice World and Marshmallow. For you, my love, I hope you take it like some matters. Tell me, ain't nobody better than me. I think that there's better than me. Hope you see the better in me. Always end up better in me. I don't want to ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. I don't want to ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. I don't want to ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. So, you can just tell Juice World was different. Like, the way he just changed up his music and just didn't go with one. Because it's so easy to just pick 15 trap beats and just put verses all on them. But he switched up his... He switched up his genre to try to build his brand. And that's why I think he sold as much as he did, which is... Now that we've done celebrating the music, I'm going to get into the deeper part of how I really feel about his sales. But Juice World sold, had a number one debut with his Post Hummus album, sold 508,000. It was very anticipated, as you can tell, as it sold a lot. I think it's the biggest debut of 2020, previously held by The Weeknd, one of, the, one of my ghosts in the opinion. It, well, in my opinion, one of the goats. The weekend I'm talking about. But so for Juice to outsell him and his post hummus album, it's just it's something that makes you just sit back and wonder how he would be like handled if, if he had like the right guidance in his life. And the reason I say that is because he throughout the whole album, the songs I play was a little bit touching on just generic not generic, but broad topics that everybody can kind of relate to most of the other songs in this album is talking about his addiction or his battle with addiction and basically the, the pills he was taking uh, some of the other stuff he was taking he always put that in his music so it's kind of one of those things where artists do this sometimes where they vent through their music and they use their music as a diary because Really, rapping is like a form of therapy, if y'all didn't know, for those who don't rap. But, so, Juice and some of the other songs is literally crying out for help. Like, literally. But, not to get too deep on it. Basically, the song came out, he has he has a whole, the label put out a whole song with Juice World listed, like, I can't die. With Juice World talking about how many different ways he can't die. Because, like, I think he said, like, Legends Live Forever or something like that. But just the whole premise of some of the songs they let on the album of him still talking about. Because, I mean, if he just had every song talking about pills, then I would understand. But you you telling me, like, there was no other songs out of the 4,000 they claim he has that didn't talk about him using pills. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. And the biggest thing, the main reason I wanted to get into his sales because not only did he sell 500,000. 508,000 which is like insane it's not like I would think like Drake will have a will, will have trouble hitting that mark but will Drake nah nah I think Drake sells way more. I don't know yeah I think Drake sells like a mil 
think he told like 700,000 last time. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, Juice now on Drake's level, <laughs> but he's he's close. He's closer than any of these of these other artists. But basically, I talk about the, the sales because the way that this works, like with, with royalty and streaming, the label's gonna get most of this, most of the money out of this album. So it's just like for me. I didn't really care about the numbers too much. I just wanted to hear the music, basically. But the people who like, like people who like promote it, promote it, like, like, I didn't. I don't think I promoted it too much. The only thing I said, basically, I just thought I was gonna listen to it, and I was waiting for it. But the sales, I didn't really care too much for because those literally go all to the label. Like, there's a thing, and and I don't think I, I think I've touched on this with Pop Smoke. You you have a contract, and you die. Your royalty and licensing fees goes to another person, whoever that is. But all your artists are in 360 deals and are getting taken advantage of by the label. No artist is not getting taken advantage of by the label. If you don't believe me, look up Drake label issues. No artist has a good contract when it comes to labels. And people... And, and and we're gonna get that we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that further with Migos. I just want to I want I just want to leave that there with Juice. So with that being said, Juice World's selling five hundred eight thousand only does only is great news to his label. I mean his girlfriend liked it too. I don't I don't know if she's that savvy, but how much money she should be getting or whoever he uh, gave his like. Whoever he listed as his as his recipient of his royalty and licensing fees after he passed away, if and when he passed away, I don't know if it was her, his parents, like it could be anybody. But I don't think she understands like how much she's kind of getting getting played by the label. So Grade A Productions LLC under the license to Interscope Records. So Interscope Records is getting 95% of this. That's the that's the hard truth. Hard truth? I don't know. I'm just making up phrases. <laughs> but uh that's just just that's just the the hard pill to swallow, basically. That Juice World selling all this but his family, even if they do see something of it, they're going to see like 1% of the 10% that they should be getting. So that's what I wanted to touch on. That's why I'm not too excited for his sales. I mean, it's cool that he had all that, but he's not here. So I don't think like when you're an artist, you're kind of built to go at your label for more and more and more. But when you pass away, like who really does that fight for you? Who fights for that for your deal for you? You know, you have to. Sometimes you have to do what the Migos are doing, which we're gonna get into later, to get what you actually negotiate. Because in life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you neg- negotiate. So hopefully, his girlfriend knows how to maneuver in the industry because it's a cutthroat industry and that's why I've always said I've never wanted to be a rapper because no artist ever in life has a good record um, has a good contract 
towards them unless you're independent and when you're independent nobody's gonna push you like you you have to have it's kind of like a it's kind of like the nfl you could be in that system and still get underpaid by the owners or you go play football for the for some other rec league in your local rec league but you won't get near the amount of money as you would in nfl but you're still not getting your value so that's kind of how juice world is Yeah, didn't mean, didn't mean to get too deep on y'all, but basically, I had to get that off my chest because, you know, Juice World fans, not, uh, not emotional, but just like kind of overestimate what sales are and what they can do for Juice. Like, it just, I don't know, it just shows the power of his audience more than it helps out for Juice. But anyways, we're going to switch it up a little bit before I get too deep on y'all. <laughs> 